Father, we are grateful to you. You are prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. We commit the week into your hands. We ask, O oh God, that you go ahead of us. Let every mountain be leveled and valley be exalted. And whatever we presented before you, let there be an answer. You are the way maker. Make a way for your people. Miracle working God. Let miracles be exhibited in the lives of your people. In Jesus' precious name, everybody say a big amen. amen. We do want to give God a hand of praise and appreciate him. Hallelujah. And get you hold of your Bible and say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I'm what it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. I'm about to receive the rich, unfailing, and grafted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance in the kingdom of God. My life will never be the same, never, never the same again. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Can they take your seat? Hallelujah. The past weeks I've been teaching on a great door. Hallelujah. God is opening doors. Doors are swinging open. Fever doors are swinging. Business doors are swinging. Marital doors are swinging. They are swinging open. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Souls doors are being swinged. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I think that you miss a place to give God some praise. Glorify him. Amen. So, we said our opening scripture is 1 Corinthians 16, 8 to 9, where Paul said, I'm going to tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. And he gave a reason that for a great door, an effectual is open unto me. And there are many adversaries. We are just considering the first part. The reason why Paul said, I'm, I'm staying here, I'm going to stay at Ephesus, is because there's a great door opened. Amen. And doors are exit points and entry points. Entry points into glorious places, exit points to escape difficulties. So God will give you exit points to exit from shame and deprivation and confusion and the assignment of the enemy. And then there will be entry points for you to enter into your next level of grace, your next level of glory. The door to your next level is opening. In the precious name of Jesus. If there is any difficulty you are going through, the Lord will make a way for you. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, the Bible says that there is no temptation that has ever befallen man. Put the scripture there. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with every temptation he will also make a way of escape. There's a way of escape. Every temptation, every difficulty, every challenge, I see you escaping the temptations, escape, escaping the sickness, escaping the shame, 
escaping that deprivation. Every negative tag on you is going to be raised. You are going to escape it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. There's no, no matter what trouble that you are faced with, God always makes a way. And it's always important to be able to recognize the door that God gives you to be able to escape. Can I have an amen? And a door also, you see, a door is a gap in between walls. And you cannot go through the walls, but you can go through the doors. And when you go to any place, you need to be able to locate those. When you sit on the, on the aircraft, you will see they have, they'll give you a booklet or whatever, and they will show you the doors to the aircraft. Various doors. These are exits. Exit points. And in the same way too, God has doors for your life. Multiple doors. Now we started learning about how to recognize a doors. How are you able to recognize doors? And we said the first thing is, I gave you ten reasons. Number one is that when you are alive, the fact that you are alive means that there is a door that has been opened to you so that you can do more. Amen. You know, the, in our language, they say, when God opens us the door, when the, the, the morning dawns on us, so every time by the grace of God that you open your eyes and you say that, hey, I'm alive. It means the door for you to do something and particularly to do something special for God. Amen. And we saw that in Acts 14, 1 to 22 when Paul was beaten after he had been beaten. Then the next moment he found himself alive. He said, ooh, there's more for him to do. Hallelujah. Yeah, it was after he escaped that that he was able to do more. So ahead of him were all the books that he wrote. Are you getting me? So it means that, you see, if you had died at age five, whatever you did after age five, you couldn't have done it. Are you getting me? So the fact that you have life, that alone means opportunity. That is why take advantage of the life you have and serve the Lord with it. And be a blessing to humanity. Amen. Paul said, I give thanks to God for upon every, every remembrance of you. How, will people, how do people remember you? Even when you are not around. Amen. Number two, a great door is open when you have an opportunity to serve. You see, anytime that you get a job, don't you get excited? You get a contract because you know that that contract or that job is going to give you some more money. It's going to help you pay your bills, help you, be, you know, appreciate your life and go. In the same way too, when God gives you a job to do, you, or you are, you are, you are, if anytime you are given an opportunity to serve, know that it is a platform for your promotion. And that was what happened in uh, uh, to Joseph in Genesis chapter 40, verse 1 to 5. When he was even in prison, he was called to serve. And when he served, the other prisoners, the butler and the baker, it became an opportunity for him to be able to 
leave the prison. So perhaps you have been asked to serve. See it as a door. Are you getting me? Yeah, many years ago, I remember calling somebody in the church and said, come and do this in the church. And that became a door for her to get a job. Come and do this. It becomes an opportunity, a platform to, for you to be able to get a marital partner. For you to be seen. Something that you are doing. So service is attractive. Service is glorious. Amen. And your service will bring you to, into your prominence. So may you serve. Can I have an amen? And sometimes, you see, whatever you want to become, God would only show you them to you in faces. So he tell you, oh, just serve here. And in serving, doing something very small will move you into another door, into another door, into another door. May God release you through multiple doors. And remember that every service that you also serve is documented. Amen? Yeah. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 16, we see the, the Bible talks about the book of remembrance. So it's a book of remembrance. That means that whatever you do, you shall be remembered. He said, then those who fear the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and those who meditate on his name. So there's a book of remembrance. <laughs> Exodus chapter 6 verse 1. In Exodus chapter 6 verse 1, it talks about a book of records. Thomas said a book of records. You see, he said the night the king could not sleep. So, one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles and they read before the king. Apparently, Mordecai had done good to the king, but no reward had been given but it had been documented. So when they read the book of records, they found out that no, this man, he needed to be rewarded. Whatever you are doing, there's a book of records. Oh yeah. Book of records, good or bad. That's why you need to do good and serve the Lord. And your service will never go to waste. Your service is never in vain. Oh, your amen, amen needs a top up. Number three, we say a great door is open when you are declared young. We always say it's great to be young. Is that not it? When you are younger, it means that you are even stronger. Yeah? You are more agile. You you're very active. And you have, by the grace of God, many more years ahead of you. Amen? Amen. Can't you see the young people, the way they dance? I mean, the older people can't dance that way. After they try that, they'll go for massage for two weeks. Yeah, but the young one, you see them the way they will be jumping up and down. It's great to be young. And in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 26 and 27, the Bible says that it's good that a man bears his yoke in his youth. So there are things that when you have to do, you do it. He said it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Then 27, it is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. So your youthful days is when you've got to work hard. Learn. Amen. Amen. Plan to build. Plan to marry. Amen. Amen. When you have somebody to marry, you marry the person quickly. Amen. Amen. When, when you have to give birth, give birth. When you have to build a house, build. 
build a ministry, build. If you check through scripture, you see that God always uses young people. And so if you're a young person, it means that you're a candidate for the work of God. You're a candidate to be used by God. The qualification to be used by God is not money. It's availability. And when you avail yourself, God's going to use you. May God use you. Number four. Now add Ecclesiastes 12, 1. You know, or 1 to 6. Ecclesiastes 12. I believe most of us know Ecclesiastes 12. Remember now, your creator, where? In the days of your youth. Please, don't waste your youthful days. Don't become slave queens and slave kings. Eh? Yeah. Plan your life well. Live a purposeful life. Number four, a great door is open when you arrive at a new place. You see, anytime that you arrive at a new place, a door has been opened. You are going to meet new people and there are new opportunities for you there. No matter the difficulties. Amen. Two people were sent to go to a particular place to go and market, survey for the uh, 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 make a survey for a shoe manufacturing company they work with. And then one sent a message. The people that are over there, they don't wear shoes. So we don't think we're going to have markets. The other guy said, praise the Lord. The people are shoeless. It means there's opportunity for us to supply them with shoes. You see, the way you look at things. One was looking at things with a pessimistic point of view. Another, an opportunistic point of view. May your eyes be eyes of opportunism. Can I have an amen? So when you get to any new place, it's an opportunity. When you get to school, those of you who are students, when you go to school, you say, oh, there's no SU here, there's no whatever there. It's opportunity to start something. Declare who you are. everywhere. In fact, when you go anywhere you go to, declare who you are. Declare the fact that you are a Christian. Hold your Bible with pride. Let your teachers know you are a Christian. When I was going to school, my teachers knew I was a Christian. My chemistry lecturer knew I was a Christian. And we preached to him. He was a white man from Wales. Those days, he was wearing earrings. Yes. He got born again. When we were having chemistry titration, he said, Jonathan, sing me some of your songs. I'll be singing him. The guy who used to drink and smoke stopped. And now he was speaking in tongues. Yeah. He became a missionary. Yeah, became a missionary. And today he's preaching around. Saw it as an opportunity to preach. Having been to Wales to preach, but he's been there and gone to many other countries. Can I have an amen? So when you arrive at any new place, don't see the negativity there. See an opportunity out of the difficulty there. Number Number what? Five. When you receive a special invitation, when you receive a special invitation, in First Samuel 16, 16 to 21, we saw David was invited by King Saul 
to play guitar. Say, come and play some music for me. Don't see that well, they are troubling me. Why, you know, the king too, can't he have other things? And you see, the interesting thing is that David in his own family had been rejected. He, you know, when they were choosing kings, uh, 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 somebody to be anointed, he wasn't part of the people that his father even thought of. He had been left at the backside of the desert, but he was a, he was a chosen one. Amen. So when the king invited him to come in, that was his opportunity to learn how to become a king. Because whilst in the palace, he learned how kings operate. That's why he became a great king. So when you receive an invitation to do something, see it as a great opportunity that has been given to you. Can I have an amen? And when Joseph was invited by Pharaoh to go and interpret the dreams that he had had, Joseph saw it as an opportunity. So that's why when he was going, first of all, he changed his prison cloth, dress. Because you are addressed by the way you dress. And once he was in prison dress, the mindset is that this guy is a criminal. So he had to change. He had to shave as well. That means that there must be an attitudinal change. And and plan pre he prepared pre means before pair is you know a knife that is using to cut things into shape that means that cut yourself into shape the shape you want to become in the future and so when he was invited he prepared himself just what he prepared himself and then he saw it as a great opportunity when and interpreted. When you help somebody to interpret his dreams, others will help you to interpret your dream. He interpreted a dream and his life changed. Your life changed. Number six. When you are forgiven for a great mistake or you are shown mercy, eh? When you are shown mercy or you are forgiven for a great mistake. And we are human beings. And every time we are making mistakes. And the first mistake we make is before God. Are you getting me? And Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse uh, 12 to 17. He said, I am the chief of all sinners. He said, I am me a blasphemer. An injurious person. Now... And a chief sinner, I have obtained mercy. <laughs> he was, he, he was a, a persecutor, an insolent man. But he said, I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. But he saw how much has been forgiven. And you see, when you see how much God has shown you mercy, you have to learn to appreciate him that you could have been condemned. Maybe you did something and your beloved forgave you. Your husband forgave you. You could have just said, quit. Or your wife. Or your parents. Or your boss. So anytime that you are forgiven, see it as an opportunity to do something better. Don't repeat it. They say, oh, No. Hallelujah. Number seven, when there is a call, 
Remember in Matthew chapter 4 verse 18 to 22, Jesus told the disciples, follow me and I will make you. So anytime that you respond to a call, you are made. Follow me and I will, I will make you fishers of men. Earlier on, we were fishing for fish. But this time he said that I will make you what? Fishers of men. May the Lord make you. Amen. Amen. So anytime there is a call, you see, if you see any preacher today, what they have been made is because they responded to the call. <laughs> Amen. Today we hear names like John Wesley. And people will name their children after Wesley and things. It's because he responded to a call. John Wesley, Charles Wesley, Jonathan Edwards, Billy Graham, um, and many other big, great names. Contemporary and historical and biblical. They all responded to the call of God. Would you want to respond to the call of God? Or you are thinking about yourself. I have to do my MBA. Go ahead and do it. But still respond to the call of God. I want to do that. I have to marry. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. You see, sometimes Satan also over-occupies us. Before I realize we are too... So when it comes to the time we have to be doing something for God, you are too tired. <laughs> and don't wait to be too old to try to serve God. Because the older you become, the more tired you are. And oftentimes, older people are not very excited about many things. It's true. They've seen too much of life. Too, too many things. Too many difficulties. A lot of times, older people are hardened. Even sometimes, people I've seen over the years, in many churches, by the grace of God, I've been around for some time. And I've seen that sometimes, the older people become in the Lord. And if they don't stay in close fellowship with God, they don't... They are, they even become a problem to their local churches instead of being a blessing. Yes. When ushers tell them, see that they won't sit there. When they tell them, do that, they become over familiar with the pastor. They become familiar with the system. Are you getting me? They know everything. They know that they know that when the pastor, this is a song we're going to sing. This is how we're going to do this. The pastor said that the pastor said, if your Bible, this, uh, my Bible, this is the word of God. <laughs> The, the fantasies who say she told me that means that it's not anything to me again. You are, are not excited. Have you realized that oftentimes, even many very old people, they don't even like to dress much? Yeah, it's the younger people want to. Eh, they say, oh, we, have, we have done it. Uh. And the same way to Sunday, you can meet the church, say, oh, we have done it. Uh. We have done it. Uh. Number seven. Number six is when you are forgiven. Amen. And you have to thank God for your salvation. You didn't say amen. amen. Listen, your greatest gift is salvation given to you by the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember the day when I got saved. Eh? I remember I literally was, ran to the house to go and tell this guy who earlier on was preaching to me that I wasn't getting born again. <laughs> that I am born again. I am born again. I am born again. I was excited. Very happy. Number seven. When there is a call. I mean, number seven is when, number six is when you've been forgiven. Number seven is when there is a call. Number eight. 
when there's an end to a crisis. In Luke chapter 4, verse 16 and 18, after Jesus had gone through a big temptation, the Bible says that he came to Nazareth, and when he had, he had been brought up, as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And the verse 18 is when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel. After Jesus had been through his great temptation, he saw it as an opportunity to do more and to go do a lot of miracles and a lot of preaching. Can I have an amen? amen. So there are times that you go through some difficulties, some temptations and all those things. But after you have come out of it, decide that no, I am going to serve God all out. Someone say all out. All out. All out. Eh? Maybe last year you were becoming cold. The, after the lockdown, see, after the lockdown, many Christians have never been the same. And most churches are not the same. Yes. Many people are falling out of church. You go to any church that you know before the lockdown last year and now. The numbers are not the same. You will never see most of, I mean, a number of the people there are not the If you even see some people, they are new, newer people that have gone in there. People, many people, it's like, it's like something came upon the world and something came to attack the church of God. And up to now, yeah, even some of our people, you call them so, we'll come, we're looking at this. Oh, we'll, we'll, you, you will see that there is something that is fighting them. They, some even think that when they come to church, there, there's distribution of corona in the church or something. Yes. <laughs> and so we are, we are, we'll, we'll be watching on Facebook. Thank God for Facebook, but it's never the same as being in church. Because God created our social beings. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to be with people and I want to be in church. Amen. Okay. So, let's move on to number nine. Whatever your crisis is coming to an end. When, number nine is when God elevates you. Exodus chapter seven verse one. The Lord told Moses, I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Wow. And Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. So you could see that he had been elevated. Every elevation is a door. And it is an opportunity to help. Amen? Yeah. God has made you a savior. Obadiah 121. He says that in Zion there shall be saviors. Eh? Then saviors shall come to Mount Zion. Hallelujah. So, anytime that you are promoted, you are elevated, you are elevated to elevate. In your family, God will give you an opportunity to become somebody. That's not a time to look down on the others. When you go there, say, so who are you? You used to be among them. And God lifted you up so that you will be an eye for them and then hands for them. There's a group in California we call, call them Hands for Christ. You know, they, they were getting people's books, Christian books and sending them out into our hands for Christ. May you be hands for Christ and eyes for Christ 
and mouth for Christ. Can I have an amen? amen? Then, finally, when you are brought closer, Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were, they were brought close to the king. And as we were brought close to the king, they became special. See, sometimes somebody will call you close. When he calls you, it is an opportunity for you to become somebody. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. You can be giving money afar. You can be giving food afar. It's different from being called close. So when you have opportunity to sit with somebody, opportunity to stay in a house with somebody, opportunity to get close, to work with somebody, opportunity, even as we are here, see it as an opportunity. Amen? Yeah. And when you are close to somebody, it's very different from when you are not close. Amen. Yeah. It's a door. Someone say, it's a door. Yeah. There are people when I have to see them, maybe I have to call this one, call them, go to this protocol, but the others that I just, a phone call direct and they will pick. And if they don't see my call, they will call back. But they are very important people. Very, 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 very important people, but they will call back. It's because I was drawn close. So when you have been drawn close, don't do anything to close the door. So today, actually, my message, I, 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 what I shared was for the sake of those who were not able to come the past two weeks. And then also to recap. Amen. So I am now coming to my message for today. How not to close the door. That has been. So today's message is how not to close the door that has been opened. It's a very short message for two and a half hours. <laughs> when the door has been opened to you leave the door open don't slam it is that right yeah have had some people sometimes something goes on in church or whatever or they are around and they get angry and they say a whole lot of things later they want to come back but they say they tell their friends that they think when they come uh, people laugh at them or they also no no you want to tell a friend who has left when you want to come no come no, nobody sacked you so come amen you are forgiven you are a human being <laughs> hallelujah yeah but but you see anytime you are going through a door don't bang it so hard because you may need to pass through the door one day you you may you may never know what are the things that closes doors? Number one, pride closes doors. And I'm going to show you certain people. Two people who, went, who, who underwent that. Great people and it brought them down. In Exodus chapter 4, verse 10 to 16, we see the Lord Sending Moses to go and be a deliverer for the people of Israel. Then Moses said to the Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. 
But I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. That means that, you know, he, 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 he had a fumbling tongue. And the Lord said to him, who has made a man's mouth? Or who made who makes the mutes, the deaf, seeing, or the blind? Am I not the one, the Lord, who has, who has done that? And he says, therefore go, I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you shall say. But he said, oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whoever else you may send. Have you seen it? So what was he doing? He was disqualifying himself. God had given me a work to do, and he was looking down on himself. Many of us, God calls us to do something, but we look down on ourselves. And I told you earlier on that it is not by your ability, it is only your availability. The truth is that anytime God calls somebody to do something and he feels a high capability to do that, he's not the right person. But when you find out that you are not, but you want to fall into the arms of the Lord and receive the grace of God, that is when he uses you. Then in the verse 14, you see, when you are sending somebody and the person is rebutting and keeps saying anything, you get tired, is that not it? You look for somebody else. <laughs> so the Bible says, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, It's not Aaron the Levite, your brother. I know that he can speak well. And look, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. So you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. You see, it's of, <laughs> and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I'll teach you what you shall do. So you see that anybody doing the work of God is God who teaches him. It's God who puts words in his mouth. So as I'm standing here, God has put words in my mouth. So don't play table tennis with it. When you see a man of God and he's talking, you think that you, you, he's just he's just standing. He's not ordinary. He's a human being, but when he stands there as God's spokesperson, he is not ordinary. You must respect that grace upon his life. You must respect it. Because God always will speak through men. Even when God wanted to come and change us, he had to come as a man. So God uses men. Amen. If your father is a pastor, don't just see him just as a father, see him as your pastor. Even if we eat your kogari together, just see the man that he, apart from eating the yokogari, there's something else. <laughs> yes other than that you become familiar you become familiar and the person that God you see God will anoint somebody to be in your midst so that he will be readily available to help you but you you, 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 you just discount that importance and you see him as so ordinary and reduce his worth in your eyes So you see that Moses was playing that table tennis and all those things. So God said, no, you know what? We are going to add Aaron. So originally, Aaron was not in the equation. So sometimes, somebody's, through somebody's mistakes and fumbling, another person gets an opportunity. <laughs> eh? Yeah. One day, I heard Suleiman Tari. And he was being interviewed. And he said, either you were playing a match and then somebody either broke his leg or there was a problem. 
And it was justify your inclusion. When he got onto the mic, he played his heart out. And that was it. He joined the team. So, through people's mistakes, God can give you an elevation. Aaron originally was not part of it. And you see, sometimes when you don't do the right thing, it can eventually introduce somebody who can bring a, pro- a problem. Because it was Aaron that later on, in the, old, the wilderness, he was the one who, who led them to go and then prepare the golden calf. And said, this is the God who has saved us. Saved you from Egypt. Was it true? It was not true. So sometimes substitutes. Be careful about substitutes. Who are you substituting for a father? For a mother? For a friend? For your pastor? Yeah, substitutes. They can direct you into something that you'll be in trouble. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah. Now, let's look at another person, Miriam. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 19 to 21, after they had crossed the Red Sea, Miriam was now introduced. She took a tambourine and uh, he sang. He said, for the house of Pharaoh went, then Miriam the prophetess, verse 20, the sister of Aaron, took the tambourine in her hand and all the women went out after her. That was the beginning of the tambourine ministry. With tambourines and with dance. And they sang Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song, has now become my victory. When you read it, that's the, the song. That's the scripture. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so, that was the beginning of because of the leadership of Moses, eh, Aaron was introduced, right, into ministry. And then Miriam also became introduced into the prophetic ministry and a singing ministry. Are you here with me? Good. But later on, you are going to find that in Numbers chapter 12, Aaron, who was not the mouthpiece or the Ochiami, the linguist of Moses and of God, and Miriam, they had now changed. They had become something else. Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 to 6 and 9 to 30. Let's look at it. The Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. When Moses... Now, who is Moses? Moses is a servant of God. Is that not it? When he was marrying the Ethiopian woman, where where was God? Is God not omnipresent and omniscient? Oh, he's everywhere. He knows everything. And yet, 
If God didn't deal with him, why will you mere men try to deal with him? And look at the way they said. Their presumptuous and prideful way of talking. Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not also spoken through us also? You see, Miriam has now becoming proud. Now I've become a prophetess. I can see. I can sing. There's somebody here. I can see. I can see. I can see. Yeah. And Miriam too said, Ah, have you forgotten the fact that God said, I will put words in your mouth and you put in the mouth of Aaron? A linguist never speaks until the king has spoken. He only repeats what the king has spoken. He doesn't speak his own words. There's one here with me. And yet, Aaron too had forgotten the fact that the words you were speaking that seemed powerful, they were the words of God through the mouth of his servant Moses. Are you here with me? Mm. Some say, hmm. But he said, has he also not spoken through us? That means that what they are trying to say is that I am as good as you are. I hear one day somebody said that they, they are not giving us opportunities. They are not one that we want to demonstrate. We have given you microphone to sing. Now you want to take over the preaching or what? We should give you microphone now to introduce you that shall we re, uh, introduce, uh, receive Reverend Singer, Prophet uh, This thing is given by God. It's given by God to whom he chooses to give to. It's not based on a human decision. No, it's not based on human decision. It's not based on, don't make a mistake. It's not based on human decision. In fact, there are many people who are men of God that left today themselves, they would not want to do it. They'll run away. Check scripture. Then verse 3. The Bible says, The man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the earth. Verse 4. Suddenly, the Lord said to Moses, Aaron and Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three came out. Uh-huh. And they were siblings. So You see, sometimes when somebody is close to you, maybe your brother, your wife, your child, you see, People, family members, and people have been around you a long, for a long time, they can have a problem in receiving you as a man of God or a woman of God. Yes. Be very careful. A lot of times, most wives can't receive their husband's ministry well. If you're a wife, see your husband first as your man of God. Yes. 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 And if you, you are a husband and your wife is also the minister, like Miles, uh, 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 Joyce Mayer, see that this is, my, this is my pastor first. You must see the position that God has placed on the person first. 
There are people who regard <laughs> financially blessed people in the church more than their own pastor. Yes. Yes. When they say, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But when they see a Konu, Konu, Koba. Ibai. Obu. Now you call your pastor Obu. The name is Obu. Ibai. Lord have mercy. Amen. So the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle. See, I'm teaching you how not to close the door. Because God opens doors. And the door to your next level, the door of salvation, the door of glory can be closed to your life. The Lord came down and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both went forward. Read with me. He said, hear now my words. If there's a prophet among you, I the Lord, I'll make myself known to him in, vi- in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them and he departed. Be careful certain things you do that will call God's anger to be against you. Amen. And when the cloud departed from above the tabernacle, suddenly Miriam became leprous. As white as snow. Then Aaron turned toward Miriam and there she was, a leper. Two people went to do something. One had turned into a leper. The other had not yet. But the reason why Aaron didn't become leprous at that time was because of his role as a high priest. Because of his role at that time, are you listening to me? Because of his role at that time, he had to be preserved to continue the work. But his punishment came later. Eh? His punishment came later where he was stripped and then he was told to go and die. Hmm. Yeah, it's in Numbers 20. So Aaron said to Moses, Oh my Lord. So now he's calling his brother my Lord. And Moses was the younger one. Miriam was the one who collected that Moses when he was young and went and put him in. So he said, ah, you, I've bathed you before. Me jar open. Who be your name? Also your prophet. Who come? So me come. Who bought tongues? I'm a boy. Who lay hands? Go for tea for me. Tea for when people fall. For. But you see, always honor people whom God has honored in a particular. Can I have an amen? And that is the doorway for you yourself to be honored. Yeah. A way a person is to be addressed, address him. Not even, not, not just only when he's there, but in his absence. In fact, the way to honor a person is the way you talk about him when he's not around. How you talk about a person in his absence is actually the real indicator of how you regard the person in your heart. Not when we are around. Yeah. Because we all know that it is not politically correct for you to just get someone and then say some bad things right in the face of the person. Yeah. It's not. 
So Bible says, Aaron said to Moses, Oh my Lord, do not lay the sin on us. Me, they had sinned. In which we have done foolishly and in which we have sinned. That means that it's not everything you talk about. There are things you do not, you have no business talking about it. Who invited you? Can I have an amen? Now, this one allows us to say that you cannot advise, you cannot whatever, and all those things. But I'm only teaching the word of God as to how doors are closed. So he said, when we went to church, the way the pastor was preaching is like, we are frightening us. Sometimes when we teach things like they say, and they are trying to curse us. Who is cursing you? Unless you are doing the wrong thing. No, and nobody is cursing you. Amen. Because the Bible says, a curse costless does not come. But you must actually be thankful that maybe there's a mistake you are committing or you are about to commit that you are being warned about it you are being taught about it so that you don't commit that mistake amen yeah. to not only cost you but to cost your children then he said please do not let her be as one dead whose flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb hey continue to read for me So Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, please heal her, O God, I pray. Oh, Moses was a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Then in Numbers chapter 20, you see, the two of them, eh? See, all the three of them, they were embarking on a journey to the promised land. Eh? I'm talking about how a door is closed. Is that right? The first door is what? Pride. So as they were embarking on this journey, Pride had come into their hearts. And remember that Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 says that pride goes before a fall. Look at it. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before what? A fall. So pride will destroy you and haughtiness will let you fall. Hmm. Now, because of their action in Numbers chapter 20 verse 1. Are you in Numbers? In Numbers chapter 20 verse 1, the two of them, both of them didn't see the promised land. They died in Numbers chapter 20. In Numbers chapter 20 verse 1, Miriam was the first to die. The Bible says that the children of Israel came into the wilderness of Zin in in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now, jump to the verse number 15. And you are going to see. <laughs> mm. No, uh, 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 sorry, chapter 20, verse 28 and 29. Moses Start from 27, let me see. 20, 20, 25, go to 25. Take Aaron, uh -huh, the Lord told take Aaron and Eliza, his son, and bring them up to Mount Hall. And strip Aaron of his garments and put them on Eliza, his son. For Aaron shall be gathered to his people and die there. 
The guy was not sick. The guy was not whatever. But you see, he had done something. God said that this kind of spirit, you cannot use it to become a high priest. This kind of spirit, you cannot use it to serve me. This kind of spirit, you see, when a person has a spirit, he despair, he distributes the spirit as he speaks. There is cause transference of spirit. That's why you have to be careful. That is why sometimes when we see certain people manifest some things, I say you don't stand on the stage. Because standing on the stage, when you stand there, what you say, what, when you stand, you distribute the spirit. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Your children go to school and they don't know insult. And your, your, the child goes to school and comes back and says, bah, bah, bah. and the child begins to say something. Maybe that's what the teacher has been saying. So they repeat it. Or some kids in the school, they say it and then the child picks it up. So whatever a person hears, so when the person stands in a place of authority, listen to me, spiritual authority is very important. When a person stand, stands leading praise and worship, stands in the choir, leading choir, whatever, and he doesn't live a certain kind of lifestyle, the person will be distributing an evil spirit to people. Yes. So when you get to know of that, you say, my friend, descend. And correct yourself. And that is why sometimes when you are correcting people, they don't understand. And the congregation doesn't understand the spiritual implication of it. Because they are corrupting the blessings of the church. They are corrupting things. There's a, a, a particular church somewhere that the, the, the man of God was living an immoral life and co. And before I realized, the present way, the, the present worship leader, he's all the people before the whole congregation attend. A little leaven leavens the whole lamp. So when you see wrong, you must correct it. And correct it quickly. Oh, some of you are suspects. You can't even appreciate it. Whether you believe it or not, you like it or not, is the word of the Lord. Amen. I hear with me. Because he said, Miriam and Aaron, you were nothing. You were not. Listen, all of us say we are nothing, no. Human beings, we are so nothing. Nothing. Tell your friend, you are nothing. Tell another person, say, you are nothing. You are not telling the person. I said, look at the person and say, you, you are nothing. Point to somebody and say, I say, you, you are nothing. Tell another person and say, you, you are nothing. It is only the grace of God. You are nothing. We are nothing. I have a photographer's son. He told me one day, he said, he, said he had an issue. You know, photographers need their fingers. It got to a time that he couldn't move his fingers like that. All his, his business, that's a finish. His business was about this. Two, two big bishops were flying together. And one asked the other person. So if tomorrow you can't speak again, not that you are dead, but you can't speak, what happened? So our ministry is finished. It's true. The whole ministry is based on what? What we are saying. 
So if God is able to keep you intact and you're able to do some things, do not let pride enter your heart. One guy used to blow a trumpet in church. And then at the end of the month, the trumpet, there wasn't much money. The pastor had spoken to them that we're organizing whatever. He got angry and he said, give me my passport, whatever. Went and blasted the church and took his passport. Yes. The next moment, by the following week, the guy's mouth had twisted like that. It had turned. Not that he said, I saw it later. Now, blow the trumpet with your tent upside up mouth. Yes, blow it. Yes. He said, I won't play the drums again. I won't do this. I won't play the keyboard. I won't whatever. Oh, my friend. Long before you were put there, God had a lot of replacements. When a branch breaks from a tree, yeah, the tree will get wounded for a while, but it will heal, but the branch will wither. Let me finish my message on the on the on the this so they took Aaron and he stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eliza his son which means that there's a replacement for you <laughs> and he said for Aaron shall be gathered to his people and die there <laughs> and Moses did as the Lord commanded and they went to the mount hall in the sight of all the congregation so the whole congregation was looking at them the guy was going to die and then he stripped Aaron of his garments. You see, Aaron had done something earlier on. Is that right? Yeah. In Exodus, in Numbers 12, eh, by speaking, but because of his office, and probably at that time, his son had not matured enough to take over that office. But at the right time, God said, enough is enough. Now, remove it. The moment they remove his high priestly garment, he had been reduced to nothing. There is a garment you are wearing that has given you a protection. Yes. That has given you a certain honor. May that garment not be removed. Even our protection, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you shall condemn. For this is what? The heritage of the servants of the Lord. So it means that there's those who serve, there's a protection. Amen. Now, let's look at and you need to, you need to be humble. Eh? Jesus said in Matthew 18, 3, Unless you change and become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, big manism, bigism, hmm? bigness makes you slam the door. Big shortism. Do you know who I am? Why do, should they ask me to do this? Why should they say, we should clap? Some of you, as you even come to church, you say clap, you won't clap. You won't smile. You won't write notes. No, 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 it is wrong. If you are in this church, you have to learn, unless you don't know how to write. But right now, me, I'm your pastor. 
Look at the last time I was writing and I've been writing. Look at my, I can give you my notes. Writing notes. Write something. Write it. Write it. A short pen or pencil is longer than a long memory. Write. 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 You will need it tomorrow. I said, You need it tomorrow. Write. Write down notes. I've got notes all the way from 1979. Write notes. Yes, write notes. Don't become, don't, be, don't become proud. Don't be a big, big man, a big woman. Big sister, big brother. Are you getting me? Write notes. Humble yourself. You see, when my pastors are even teaching, and sometimes they are teaching messages I have preached, I still write notes. If you have watched me, I take my pen and paper. Because as they are talking, God will speak, talk, speak to me through their speaking. And I write something. Yes. Even when your child is talking, God will, will speak to you. <laughs> Don't say, I, I have learned this. Me, myself, as I'm preaching this message, I am learning a lot of things. And when I, I listen to it, I realize that, hey, did I say this? And I learned this. And I add some things to it to make it richer. Let's look at the second uh, uh, reason quickly and just for today. Only two. Tiredness and frustrations. Somebody say tiredness and frustrations. Moses. So you see, the three siblings, they all close their own door. Eh? Aaron and Miriam close their door through what? Pride. Moses closed his door through tiredness and frustrations of his own personal problems and the problems that people were giving to him. Sometimes your own problems, something you have prayed about, something you are looking forward to, this and that, today this problem, tomorrow that problem, complain, this and that, it gets you tired. Someone say, my breath. Eh? Do you remember Elijah? Elijah said, I am tired. Eh, no. eh, there's nobody who is serving God. Is that right? And God said, if you are tired, now go and anoint Elijah. Yes. Elijah had to take over Elijah's place because he felt that, you see, if you are tired, it means you can't do the thing again. So, refuse to be tired. And it is the devil's agenda to get you tired. Sometimes you see negative things. As you come to church, oh, this, uh, maybe this is not working well. I'm tired, I'm tired. I want to go on. No, don't get tired. You must press on to the devil wants to make you tired rather get tired. <laughs> you know, sometimes we are running with somebody and he said that you are dead tired. And they are also waiting for you to be tired. Eh? The devil is, they are, is like wild dogs. Wild dogs, eh? They chase you out. You are very tired. Then they begin to eat you alive. Yeah. Go and, go and Google wild dogs. I'm not talking about Asian and the Doberman. The wild dogs. Who are, who are original wild dogs in the bushes. Yeah. Yes. They would chase you out. You are tired. When they was watching how some leopards were chasing a giraffe. Chase the giraffe out. A lion. Chase out. Then they get hold of the neck and finish it. Satan is running after you. Trying to bring circumstances in order for you to be tired. 
And when you are tested, I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of tithing. I'm tired of going to church. I'm tired of whatever. I won't serve God again. You will not get to that point. Moses became tired of the complaints of the people. Is that right? And in Numbers chapter 20, verse 2 to 9, you see, in Numbers chapter 20, verse 2, there was no water for the congregation. So they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. Sometimes, when you are leading people and they have a problem, they think you are the reason. You are the reason why we are not, we are the reason why maybe as you come to church, and you, you, maybe uh, uh, the, the pastor is not anointed enough, that's why I don't have a child. That's why I'm not married. That's why I'm not there. No, it's not done. Pastors don't give children. If pastors were to give children, then there are many pastors who even need children who don't have children of their own. Then why don't they, like, like every, every week, produce more? Yeah. Amen. There are many prophets with problems. You have not, you have not gotten close. They've got marital problems. They've got all kinds of problems. The problem solver is the Lord. And the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, if only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Continue. Let him finish. Uh, verse 4. And why have you brought us eh, the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our animals should die here? Was that the reason why? We said, no. And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is not a place of grain. Eh? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates. Nor is there any water to drink. Meanwhile, there are the same people crying in Egypt. And so Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly of the tabernacle and they fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the rod, you and your brother, gather the congregation together, speak, someone says, speak to the rock. What I'm going to say is very important too. I'm ending on this note. Speak to the rock before their eyes. And it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water from, for them out of the rock. And give drink to the congregation and their animals. Because the people needed water. He says, speak to the rock. Someone says, speak to the rock. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And said to them, hear now, you rebels. Call a bunny. Must we bring water for you out of, the, of this rock? <laughs> you know where your children said that they do something, you get angry. Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. Was that the instruction? And water came out abundantly. You see, when he did it, water came out. And the congregation and their animals drank. But watch it, verse 12. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel 
Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Yes. Because you didn't sanctify me. You didn't honor me. So dishonoring somebody will let you lose honor yourself. When you dishonor God, some of you dishonor God. When you meet your friends, oh, what is church? What is church? And you are even speaking bad things about your pastors. Speaking bad things about church. Speaking bad things about Christianity. Yes. He said, because you did not honor me. He was supposed to speak. You see? At Mara, when the waters were bitter, he was told, throw in a tree. It will heal. It got healed. At the Red Sea, the Lord said, well, stretch the rod. And the, rod, the waters parted into two. When they needed manna, God spoke to him. Whatever. He always obeyed the word of God. But this time, he had gotten, you see, watch it as you are growing older. Eh? As a, a situation keeps persisting, keep pressing on in your obedience. Don't keep saying that I am tired of it. I am whatever. Because the problem is rather coming to an end for you. But when you try to become a professional and you do otherwise, the Lord says, speak to the rock. Earlier when he had obeyed God uh, this one time, speak, oh, rock, water. He rather got angry. He was tired. One ministry. One mother I want to become. Every day in Kuala, yo, 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 I don't have time for anything. I can't bath. When I'm bathing, they are there. We want cocoa. This one want tagidi. This one want kose. This one, oh, what kind of motherhood is that? Hey, you are worrying me. You get hot water and throw on them. Yes. Yes. I'm tired. Frustration. Tiredness and frustration. Tiredness and frustration can throw you into the arms of somebody you don't have to go and sleep with. Tiredness. Yeah. Tiredness and frustration. One lady I had, she said, you said it, but it's, too, it's been too long. I'm just too tired. Don't take matters into your own hands. Don't go and steal. Don't go and fornicate. Don't take the wrong steps. Sometimes you have been infuriated that you feel like I have to say something. I feel like I have to slap. I feel I have to. Don't follow the feeling. Follow the voice of God. Is somebody here with me? Your breakthrough is about to come. So at Meribah, Moses responded wrongly eh, to the same problem that he had been having earlier on. Same problem. And that is why he got disqualified. So you see that Aaron got disqualified. Aaron and Miriam got disqualified because of what? Pride. That's the first door. So your door will be closed because of pride. Sometimes I like you. 
your English language is not good. When we was went there, then you go and laugh with your friend. I can't When we was went there, the guy doesn't speak good English. But we don't eat English. Yeah. Am I preaching here? Yeah. When we was went. So you name the person. When we was went is coming. Meanwhile, this person can, can change. Amen. I know a man of God who never, he, when he started ministry, ah, ba, ba be what? You understand ba? Yeah. It's bamacious. Cut, 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 cut. Today he eats, he, he eats and relates with precedence. Yes. Precedence. His language has changed. Sometimes give, give a people a chance, an institution a chance. Give time. And he says, when Satan also sees that something good is about to happen to your life, eh? He will, do, uh, he will fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. Yes. When Aaron and Miriam were born, Pharaoh was not agitated. But the moment Miriam, uh, uh, Moses was born, he said, kill all two-year kids and below. So there's a reason why you are going through the challenges. We don't seem to be going away. I said, there's a reason. And people sometimes can look at you and say, are you not cursed? You alone. Today this. You alone. People can't stay with you. You alone. This man comes and goes away. It's not because you're a bad person. If you're a sister, a man comes and goes, a man comes and goes, a man comes. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because they just decided to come and go. Or because you are not fitted in your life. They're not fitted for you. Can I have an amen? It may not necessarily be. Didn't God say that when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you? And the fire? It means that God knows that there are times we have to go through the fire. And it's not because we are bad people. But it, it is something that we must go through it. What did God tell Paul? The Paul said that a thorn in the flesh was given unto me. But God said, my grace is sufficient unto thee. So let me tell you, there are things that, let me tell you something. There are things that you pray and pray and pray, they may not go. But God will give you the grace to be able to stand it. Oh yes. They will not go. They will not go. They will not go. That wife will not change. That husband will not change. I say he will not change. But you have to change. I was listening to one lady. He said the husband did something and she was so angry, whatever. He said for years he couldn't forget. And then one day God spoke to him. That she has to change. Has to change his perception about the whole thing. He had to just try and make allowance, make room or whatever. And all before he realized, he had started loving the guy. And there's now they are flowing. He said, Now I love him much better than earlier on. Yes. That time you have to make adjustments. I hear with me. Yeah. One guy said he was one la- lady said he was going to divorce her husband. And then the counselor said, You know, okay, before you divorce him, decide to do him a lot of good. Cook his food well. Sleep with him. Do every style you know how to do. Be kind to him. Buy him gifts. Pray for him. Show him kindness. Eh? 
I'm giving you three months to do this. And after that, come and let's go through the divorce process. So the woman started and you call, are you doing it? What have you done today? I have done this. I prepared his food. I gave him tea in bed. I did this. I did that. I called him on the office. I've done this. I've done that. that, that. Three months later, I said, yes. Do, do we continue the divorce? He said, no, 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 no. I think I've changed my mind. I changed my mind. We must change. Amen. Amen. So pride made Aaron and Miriam close the door. Then tiredness and frustration made Moses angry. Eh? You know, sometimes so, so you're even driving, somebody gets a pee, pee, pee. Has it happened to you? It's a hell, you. You, some word want to come out of your mouth. Tiredness, especially when you are tired and hungry. Hungry. Tiredness and hunger leads to anger. Say so you, 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 Easy. So say easy. Yeah. So when you are also tired, rest. Because when you don't rest, you will make mistakes. You will say things you don't have to say. You see, when people are tired, sometimes they become easily irritable. One U.S. president said, he, those days, he didn't make any major decisions after 3 p.m. when he was tired. No major decision. Except it was an emergency. When you are tired, you get easily irritable. You get frustrated. And you do the wrong things. May the Lord help us. That will not close any door through pride and through tiredness and frustration, but will keep our doors open. May the Lord swing open doors unto you, favor doors unto you, business doors unto you, financial doors unto you, doors of promotion unto you. May marital doors be open to you. May you never lack any good thing. May heaven be on your side. May the Lord wash your steps with butter. Anoint your feet with fresh oil. May you skip for joy. In blessing the Lord bless you. In increasing may he increase you. May you go all the way to your promised land. May you not be like Miriam and Aaron. Who never saw the exploits and the taking of lands. Because of pride. May any pride in our hearts be taken away. Lord, we come to you. Can we lift a hand if you don't mind? And say, Lord, take away any pride from our hearts. Any tiredness. Whatever is making me feel tired. That wants me to, wants me to give up. Lord, help me. Help me. Just one moment. Just, Lord, say, help me. Help me to overcome the tiredness. The tiredness given by my children. Tiredness by my, my workplace. Lord, help me. Help me. In the name of Jesus. Help me. Let me become like a little child. That Lord, I, I will not be proud. I will not be a big man or a big woman of God. But I learn to humble myself. I learn how to apologize. I learn how to be able to flow. Lord, have your way in my life. Thank you, Lord. I need you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't be tired of the business. You are about to have a break. It's a prophetic word to somebody. I said you're about to have a break. Jesus, you're about to have a break. Amen. 
Don't be tired. You're about to get married. Don't be tired. You're about to get married. Marital doors are opening now. In the name of Jesus. I command marital doors to swing open. Favor doors swing open. Financial doors swing open. Business doors swing open. Good health doors swing open. And the sickness that has harassed somebody for a long time. We command that sickness to leave now. I command the door of healing now. Doors of healing now. Doors of joy now. Doors of peace now. Doors of promotion now. Whatever the enemy took away from your life. I make a demand for a replacement. And a restoration. May the Lord turn your story around. May you live for joy. May grace and promotion be your portion. In blessing the Lord bless you. May the book of records be open. And may you be remembered and rewarded. May you be remembered and rewarded. May you run through your troop. Leap over your walls. May you escape every temptation. May God give you a door of escape. A door of escape. From every negative tag. And every negative scheme of darkness. Whatever is a defeatist thing in your family minus you. And for you, may you rejoice in the Lord your God. May God put laughter in your mouth. I pray doors for new cars to come to you. Doors of building houses. Receive lands. Receive ability to build houses. Receive ability to preach the word of God. Whatever you have not been able to do for God over the years, from today, receive grace. Grace to do it. Grace to love God. In a higher dimension. Any difficulty you are going through in your relationships, whether from a wife, from a husband, whatever the situation is, may God Almighty himself grant you the grace. The grace to be able to stand what you have to stand. Escape what you have to escape. And may your hand that is lifted up. May you be declared as a winner. Over every negative situation. May you triumph. And may you possess your possessions. In Jesus precious name. Everybody say a big amen. don't know whether you are celebrating your victory and your blessings oh yes lord hallelujah oh glory to god